Today and I am just filled with joy, unspeakable joy. So and I thank God for being able to come to you and share on a topic which the title is The True Essence of Turn the Other Cheek. Last week we dived into this and discussed it, talking about when God allows difficult people in our life. So today we are going to just learn something more about it. But we are going to be coming from Matthew chapter 5. But before we do, we are going to speak God's promise and who he says we are. Are you ready? Come on now. I am who God says I am. I am God's greatly beloved, set apart for his purpose. God's given me everything I need to achieve what he says I will do. I have the ability, potential, skill, creativity to do what I thought I never could. Greatness lies in me. I am good enough. I am beautiful enough. I am strong enough and smart enough for God to do the unthinkable through. God will show the world there's more to me than meets the eye. Keep your eyes on me because I can show you better than I can tell you. Now let's read Matthew 5, 38-39. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Punishment that fits the offense. But I say to you, do not Resist an evil person who insults you or violates your rights. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other toward him also. Simply ignore insignificant insults or trivial losses and do not bother to retaliate. Maintain your dignity, your self-respect, your poor. It is God's desire that we live at peace with everyone. He already knew sometimes this is difficult to do. Oh, yes it is. Ah, but the word of God is our blueprint to follow when faced with tough situations. So what does God mean when the Bible instructs us to turn the other cheek? What if it's a case of abuse? What if your child is being bullied? What if it's a criminal offense? Am I to let it go? <laughs> God is urging us not to get even when someone does us wrong. We're not to retaliate and get back at others when they are mean, when they are spiteful when they are downright cruel. We are to be righteous at all times and learn to live in, a, in peace as much as we possibly can for the sake of a lost world. Remember, we are being surveillance. Someone is watching us. 
And the devil is just waiting to say, uh-huh, see, I knew there was nothing to you. I knew you wasn't a Christian. So let us not give them that opportunity to do that. God is not asking you to place yourself for anyone in mortal danger. You don't sit passively by and allow someone to harm you. In this passage of scripture, the Lord is not referring to some form of a criminal offense. Jesus is teaching us to apply a principle of non-retaliation and non-violence in personal matters and lawsuits aimed at gaining personal assets. Read verse 40. When you're taking unfair advantage of, when someone takes unfair advantage of you, read verse 41, and deal without expecting a personal gain, verse 42. He is asking you to ignore petty insults. In a word, return insults with kindness. Lift up a standard that when others see your good works, they will glorify God. See, the world expects you to return evil with evil. But when you respond in love instead of anger and hatred, it ministers the loving gospel of Christ. When disputes, okay, because they are going to happen, arise between neighbors, someone has to be the bigger person and refuse to go tit for tat because if you're angry and you're both just shouting at one another, first of all, you can't even hear past one another's anger. So someone has to be the bigger person. Under reasonable conditions, believers should be willing to endure personal injustices, attempt to settle matters amicably, stand up for what is right without lowering your principles. But do not use an occurrence as a means to get even. I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is not one wise man among you who is governed by integrity and will be able and competent to decide private disputes between his fellow believers, but instead brothers those who go against brother and that before judges who are unbelievers? First Corinthians 6, 5, and 6. So the Lord is talking to non-believers here, but we can also apply this with believers and non-believers can gain from this. So with the recent response to what's going on in the world with a white cop killing a black unarmed man, people are angry and are tired of these senseless murders, as am I. You have the right to protest, but let it be a peaceful protest. No justice, no peace isn't what I'm going to follow. What's the opposite of no peace? Violence, rage, hostility. We see it spilling out across America with the burning of someone's business, killing and hurting each other. There are some people who's using these horrible crimes to display their anger. They're already mad about something that has nothing to do with an injustice, inequality, and discrimination. This gives them the opportunity to join a cause and use violence to hurt someone. The law wants 
everybody to never act in such an inhumane way. Use the law in the right way, even when the return is unfair. You may say that's easy for me to say, but you have no idea what I've been through. I speak from experience. I refuse to allow anything somebody does to me to turn me into someone I'm not. I'm better than that. We'll never leave a residue of God's love behind if we break the law to harm somebody for another person's acts of cruelty and injustices. If you are cruel with anger, animosity, you're outraged, don't even join a protest. I'm serious. I suggest that you calm down and get some help because you're not ready for what is supposed to be a non-violent movement. Fight for social change in a way that pleases the Lord. I can't change anyone, but I can control how I respond to racism, hatred, and injustice. Now, when your child is being teased, bullied, or being mistreated by other youngsters, train them how to defend themselves. They should not have to live in fear and be passive. Most often, they will confide in their friends they are closest to. They are loyal to a force. Therefore, it is less likely they will receive the best guidance on how to respond in a safe and positive way. So it's up to the parents to provide their children with skills, alternative resources, and equip them on how to handle such incidents in the proper manner. They need to know they can come and talk to you about anything. Remind them not to compromise their integrity. Be faithful, respectful, kind, and compassionate while attempting to resolve the matter peacefully as possible. In the case where such methods don't work, because sometimes they don't always work, they should be prepared to defend themselves appropriately. It should never be the intent to bring harm to others because they did you wrong. Each case is different, and you have to be both wise and maintain self-control over your need to fight back and defend your dignity. The world expects you to repay an offense with an even worse way. But when you respond in love instead of hatred, it ministers to the offender and the world. Isn't that really what they need to witness? Remember, Jesus left a perfect example when he was betrayed, accused, and crucified. He used his power and authority to, to render grace and mercy rather than to get even. And a recommended resource I'm going to ask you to read, you can go online and find, look up the title, The Essence of Love Covers a Multitude of Sins by Bernita Simmons. So I want to ask you these three questions. I want you to leave a message to answer these three questions. Number, question number one, is there ever a time we should get even when someone does bad things to us? 
Let's say someone posts lies about us on social media. Your child's being teased and bullied. When we are taking advantage of. Question number two. Why is it all important to teach our children not to retaliate when someone does us wrong? Question number three. In the case that we have the right to defend ourselves, what methods are best to use? I would love to hear your answers and your responses to these questions. God bless you, beloved. Let us read the blessings from number six, chapter six, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. The Lord bless you. God love you. You mean the world to him. God bless you. And one other thing I wanted to correct. The scripture we used was for the believers, but we can apply this to both believers and non-believers. Okay? God bless you.